You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Well, my friend, this is it. (laughs) Welcome back to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast, episode 123. What? It has been eight solid months since I've put out an episode. And that's after doing three to four episodes a month for over a year. So it just blows my mind. And I'm so excited and so nervous and so, oh, just so many things right now to be sharing space with you and talking about this really important topic of attraction and manifesting and confidence and desire versus want, all of that. And it feels like such an amazing time to start talking about that. And, you know, I was talking to my husband, Tim, on our walk this evening, and I just was expressing to him just some reservation about even broaching this topic. And I said, you know, I don't, who am I to talk about law of attraction? Who am I to talk about manifesting? I mean, I'm no expert. And he was like, well, what level would you have to be at to be an expert? What what qualifications would you need to be able to feel confident in speaking about this? He's like, what what usually is your motivator for talking? And I said, well, my intuition. I get this fire inside of me whenever there's a topic that I know I want to talk about. He said, well, do you have the fire? And I was like, I do. For the first time since March, <laughs> I have the fire. I have the, the topic and the timing and and I want to be here with you. And it's taken me so long to feel that spark. But friend, I feel it. And I'm so excited to be here with you. So um, let's do a little catch up, shall we? Because 2020 has been a record-breaking year for a lot of us in a lot of different ways. But for me, it's been particularly um, eventful. So I want to give you a quick recap as to what's been going on and where I've been, just in case you're not following me on social media, which if you're not, you should. I think I'm hilarious. (laughs) And I think I post really good stuff. I love to post about the essential oils that I use and their meanings. And I love to post about food that is nourishing. And I love to talk about what I'm learning and insights and client stories. And I love to talk about brain spotting. So if you don't already, Instagram, I'm at Kim.Ludeman. And if you are on Facebook, you can find me, Kim Ludeman. Send me a friend request. I'd love to be your friend. Because <laughs> if you're listening to this show, then we should be friends for sure. So a little recap. March 
was, I mean, can we just even go back further? Can we start with January? Let's do it. January was an awful month. January was when I had a miscarriage where I lost my sweet baby at 10 weeks. And I have an episode about that, so I'm not going to go into it. Um, Needless to say, that was something that shook my entire family and really kicked the year off. (laughs) Um, We had no idea that that was kind of the foreshadowing, that it kind of that that season of death, um, that that would be, yeah, just a foreshadowing of what 2020 would look like for a vast majority of our world. And so that was January. February, I hosted the very first reveal retreat in Nashville, Tennessee, which was life-changing, and I cannot wait to do another one. It's going to be fantastic as soon as COVID is cleared up. Someday, we'll do it again. But that was amazing. And then there was a tornado the day after we left that happened in Nashville, five miles from where we were staying. So, yikes. So that was February. And then in March, I got a terrible head cold, which had me out of work for almost a month. And coincidentally, that is when they announced that COVID had been discovered in the United States. And chances are I've already had it and that that's what I had. Um, But I just thought it was a really bad head cold. So after that, I left my job at Cascade Athletic Club and Yeah, that was a really interesting decision to make because I had a full roster of clients and really enjoyed the work, but I knew it's where I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be there. And so I followed my gut and when they closed the gym anyways, it was like, perfect, there's my sign. So I left the gym and started doing my coaching practice full time. Then in April, we decided to move, which was really exciting and really terrifying to put our house on the market in the middle of a, in the beginning of a pandemic. And we had no idea what it would look like. And so we, we did that. We fixed up our house that we'd lived in for 10 years and we sold it in May. And then in May is also when I took the first level of brain spotting training to become a certified brain spotting practitioner. And it was after that training that I realized that brain spotting was the tool that I had been searching for for 12 years. And I'll talk more about that in a little bit. But continuing on with the timeline. So May, we were packing up our house, we sold it. And then in June, we moved to Estacada. <laughs> Which, if you're from Oregon, Estacada is like this teeny tiny little town of like 3,000 people. There's a grocery store, there's a drive through coffee shop, and a hardware store, and that's about it. It's great. I love it. And we moved into this beautiful home that was perfect for the three of us, my husband, my son, and I. Well, two weeks after we moved in, we found out we were pregnant. <laughs> And I laugh because we weren't trying at all. We actually, the day before, had been talking about a vasectomy for my husband because we were done and we were content to just be a family of three. So needless to say, that took us by surprise. 
for sure. And we spent most of June just kind of adapting to this idea of having another baby, but also dealing with the feelings that come with having a pregnancy after a miscarriage and navigating those waters via COVID 2020. Uh, Meaning that my husband couldn't go to any doctor's appointments with me. He still can't. It has been me the whole time doing FaceTime with him. wearing masks the whole time, just very, very bizarre compared to my first pregnancy experience. So that was June. In July, we took the second, I say we, my husband and I both, took the second level of brain spotting training, which was incredible and so much fun. And that's when my practice really started to take off and more clients were coming in, which I'm so thankful for, and it's been so much fun. And then in August, I think August was pretty chill, if I'm being honest with you. Not much happened in August. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. Then September hit. (laughs) And in September was my son's sixth birthday and the wildfires (laughs) that ravaged the West Coast, including the forest right outside of our town as Decatur. And we were evacuated from our home and the fire, the Riverside Fire, the biggest fire in Oregon, came within a half mile of our town. And we live a mile outside of town, so it was a mile and a half away from our house. And so we were at my in-laws glued to our phones looking for updates, just trying to figure out what life would be like if our town was destroyed and our house was destroyed. The house that we had just bought three months before had just finished like furnishing and it was, it was really hard. And and there were so many listeners who were so supportive during that time. We got gifts for Lewis's birthday because we had to we had to really improvise um, since he was not able to have a birthday party. It was just crazy. Um, yeah. So that was September. Then we, the good news is our house is still standing. And the fire stopped that half mile outside of town. We owe the biggest debt of gratitude to all of the firefighters. At one point, there were over 700 firefighters working on this fire. Um, Incredible. Just incredible. And still a lot of trauma to work through on that one, but we'll get there one thing at a time. So that was September. And October, Halloween, right? We did go trick-or-treating. And I'm not going to lie to you, it was so great. Our neighbors were out in their driveways with fire pits and hot chocolate, and it was just so good for my soul to see other people and to have this little piece of normal that just felt so good and so right. And there were so many people. Lewis scored 199 pieces of candy, which we are helping him chip away at. Holy cow so crazy. Um, And then November, which is where we are at the time of this recording, today is November 4th, which means that yesterday was the election. (laughs) 
between Trump and Biden. And if that's not triggering, I, I don't know what is. Um, yeah. So there's been so much going on. And that's, that's kind of where we're landing right now. And friend, I just, yeah, that's been 2020. It has been an incredible year. It has been a hard year. It's been a learning year. And it's actually, I think it's one of the best years of my life. And I really hope that that reframe is going to be possible for you. Uh, Lewis Howes, I follow him on Instagram. He had posted the other day about a reframe for 2020, about look how many things you've overcome. Look how many obstacles you've faced and survived. Look how many things that you've participated in and been witness to over the last eight months. And I love that reframe. I'm all about reframing. Um, I don't like to stay stuck in a particular negative space. Um, I like to be real, but I also don't like uncomfortable feelings. <laughs> so I try to give them their space and then find a way to reframe. And that came along at the perfect time. So Lewis Howes, follow him. He's fabulous. Okay, so that is my catch up. I am 26. No. Oh, gracious. Where am I? 23 weeks pregnant. My baby is due the first week of March. Lewis has lost three teeth and turned six, and we are doing no school for him this year. We tried a day of distance learning and decided that that was not for us. So we are skipping kindergarten altogether, which my mind is blown. Uh, Tim and I both work full-time from home and are loving it, and it's been crazy. Crazy, crazy. We're just making space in our house to welcome our, our new baby girl. So exciting. So that's where we're at. So let's transition a little bit and talk about wanting and how that equals resisting. I have been studying the law of attraction hardcore since last summer. So you might remember when I talked about the three-day solo backpack trip that I did in Southern Oregon, which changed my life. <laughs> it was incredible. But there was a podcast episode that I kept listening to over and over and over again. I couldn't stop. And it was an episode that Lewis Howes did uh, called The Secret to the Law of Attraction. It is one of my favorite episodes of all time. I can, I pretty much have it memorized. And it planted the seed of manifesting in law of attraction for me. And I had never really been privy to that before. I knew that I had this kind of uncanny ability to get what I wanted in certain circumstances. I mean, I always thought that that was because I was an only child and I learned how to do that when I was a kid. I was real bossy and I just thought that that was that. But when I learned about law of attraction, it was something that I had already been doing unknowingly. And so learning about it, I've been reading books and, and listening to different podcasts and reading articles and following people on Instagram who are doing this thing, this law of attraction and manifesting. 
And I've been kind of wrestling with it, but still kind of stuck. And then it was literally this morning. I'm going to be so honest with you right now. I am no expert. I literally had this click for me this morning. Granted, the seed was planted a year and a half ago, and today it came to fruition. (laughs) So bear with me as I try to explain this, because I think the way that I explain it might help you to have a similar experience where you start to recognize how powerful you are and how important it is to be mindful of what we think, which we already know that. But when it comes to desire, I think it's really important. And when it comes to confidence, it's even more important because we want to feel confident. But when we want something, that means there's a lack. Want equals lack. When you want something, you are energetically stepping into that energy of lack. Because every feeling has a vibration. The the whole world is alive and buzzing. And there's energy everywhere. And you have energy in your body in the form of emotions. And when you want something and you don't feel like you have it, you resist the having of it because you're in lack energy. The person that was talking about this had used the example of having a baby or getting pregnant and finding a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, spouse, and how when we try, try, try so hard that we can't seem to get what we want. But it's that moment of surrender when we're finally like, that's it, I give up. Then that person comes along or the adoption goes through and then a month later you find out, oh my gosh, we're pregnant. It's it's that, but on so many different levels. And I appreciated that that kind of reference that he gave. And it's such an incredible thing when you can wrap your mind around the energetic vibration of feelings and states of being. So when you say, I want this thing, I want this experience, I want this amount of money, I want this body, I want, 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 you step into lack, even if your want is from a good place, a good motivation. It doesn't matter because that's a lack. That's the not having of. You can say, well, I'm good without this, but I want it. Well, you still don't have it. So that's lack. And when you have that lack energy, others can feel it. The universe can feel it. Other people can feel it. It comes across as needy, desperate, longing, willing to do whatever it takes to have it. And that energy we resist as individuals. So if you're a business owner and you're listening to this, this is critical when it comes to promoting your products or services. Because when you are desperate and you want people to buy what you have, when you need people's approval, when you're searching for that next thing, you are projecting lack. And that is pushing away 
that which you're trying to attract. And you can be doing all the right things. You can be journaling. You can be meditating. You can be in the zone. You can be in your zone of genius. I mean, you can be doing all the things right. But if this thing is off, this wanting, then it's going to affect everything because of your energetic state. I love Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass. If you have not read that book, go over to Amazon and grab it right now. (laughs) She talks a lot about energy and vibrations, and it's a beautiful book, easy to read, so good, so sassy, and I just love how she talks about vibrations and energy. So how do, what do we do then? You find, okay, Kim, there's a lot of things that I want, a lot of things that I want. I do my gratitude practice, you know, I journal and I meditate, but I still, I want more clients. I want more money. I want a better relationship. I want a better house. I want all these things. How do I get those? And that is an amazing question. And I'm so glad that you asked. Here is my humble take on it, is that it's a shift From wanting to being. Let me explain. Visualization is so incredibly powerful. Lisa Nichols talks about this. She's incredible. You should follow her on Instagram too. She talks about embodiment and visualization. So literally doing a practice of visualizing what it is that you want, that you desire, that it's already here. And what would it feel like to have the money, to have the car, to have the relationship, to have the client load? What would that feel like? Not just like, what would it be like? Oh, it would be great. Right. That's a given. But how does it feel in your body? Does it feel like tingling? Does it feel like your heart beats a little faster? And if you can't identify a physical response, then you know that there's some barriers to that. It could be a barrier to receiving. It could be self-sabotage. It could be that your desires are not aligned with what you really truly want. It's just that you think you want those things. So those are some really good red flags when you cannot embody the feelings. But when you can visualize, like for me, I want to have as many brain spawning clients as I can. So my practice has turned into meditating as if that's already the case. I already have a full practice and I can tell you exactly what it feels like. I feel a swelling in my heart. I feel my pulse quicken. I feel a little bit of a tremble that starts in my shoulders and works its way down. I can feel like my voice get higher as I think about it. I can embody what it's like to already have this thing. And I live, eat, sleep, breathe, think, and act like it's already my reality. Because technically it already is. It just hasn't manifested itself in physical form. It's a whole other, (laughs) that's a whole other thing. But when you visualize and embody that which you desire, you move out of lack because you already have it. 
And this is a tough one, especially if you're new to this kind of thinking. If you're like, but Kim, that doesn't make any sense. You still don't have it. It's all in how you energetically approach it. I already have a full client load. I feel it in my body. I make my schedule like I already am full. I live my life. I eat. I schedule like I'm already full. Therefore, when I get a new client call, I don't have this, I need you, I want you. It's, I do this thing and it's amazing and I can invite you into it. I can invite you into this opportunity rather than try to sell you into an opportunity or try to push you or pressure you. Not that I would do that to anybody, but subconsciously, because I'm in lack, that's what I do. I resist you and push you away when I'm in lack. But when I'm in being and having, that is a whole different energy. That's an energy of ease and flow. Ease and flow. What would it be like to live your life and to have things naturally come to you without having to work so freaking hard? If you're finding yourself working so damn hard all the time, I'm feeling like you're just struggling. You might want to take a check and see, do I want this? Do I need this? Or do I already have this? Am I wanting or am I being? Am I already having? And then you'll notice there is an energetic flow that happens. It's called alignment. And when you're in alignment, then the law of attraction works and you start attracting things, things you didn't even know you wanted, things you didn't even know you needed. You blow your mind with opportunities because you're not limiting yourself to lack. You say, well, Kim, what about like SMART goals? Uh, I don't know. If setting SMART goals is working for you, keep doing it. If you've been setting SMART goals or numbers-driven goals and it's not working for you and you're not getting there, there's a lack. And I find that numbers are often very limiting. Like if I say I want to make $10,000 a month, which I don't, but if I did want to make $10,000 a month, I'm capping myself. I'm capping the universe and saying, this is what I want. If instead I'm being and I'm saying I live and experience joy when I brain spot people, I experience mind-blowing just awe when I work with clients, that drives me. The universe is like, Well, we want you to be lit. We want you to be in flow. So we're going to do more of that. We're going to give more of that which you desire, that which lights you up, that which is in alignment, which is flowing to you easily. That's why like affirmations of money flows easily to me. You may be like, Kim, that's not true for me. I got money stories. I got money as all these beliefs around money. That's lack energy. That's not having and wanting more money. But when money flows easily to you, 
It literally does. And you speak it into being. You create that reality. But again, it involves that process of visualization. So spending time every single day visualizing where you want to be and making it so, which creates cognitive dissonance. Again, Lisa Nichols talks about this a lot, about my brain says it's here, but it's not, so I need to align myself so that it can be. And you'll start to do things, and that's when we start to live like it's already here, it's already happening. I already have the perfect partner. I Well, perfect. (laughs) That's a word that should be struck out of the vocabulary. But I have a partner. I have the full client load. I have this amount of money. I have these experiences. And that's when you can shift and pivot. And literally today for me, this just clicked and it makes sense to me. And I'm hoping, oh, my hope and prayer for this episode is that you get it too. Because when you're ready for this, when you're ready for the shift to move from striving wanting, trying, hard work, struggle into ease and flow and abundance and having and being, when you're ready, you're ready. You can't rush it. That is the biggest thing. Trevor Hall, love him, amazing musician. He has a song that I absolutely adore and it's called You Can't Rush Your Healing. And you can't. So if you have money stories that are rooted in, you know, when you were being brought up, the beliefs about money that you have, and not only that you have, that your parents have, or your grandparents, and the beliefs that were passed down to you. Megan Hale, who's been on the podcast before, has this money love course that is incredible, and it targets these beliefs about money. And really helping you move into abundance and ease and flow with money. And it's, it's so much more than that, right? I mean, it's true with anything that you want. If you want to have a better body. I mean, that's a whole other podcast episode right there. If you have that lack relationship with your body, there's some healing work to be done there. And if you feel like, Kim, I've been trying to make this shift for so long and I just feel stuck, I want to offer two things. The first is I want to get on the phone with you and I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about what that lack is rooted in. A lot of times it's rooted in emotional trauma, wounds, and negative beliefs. And all of that is stored in your subcortical brain, which is deep in your midbrain. And that has the language of senses. So you can smell, hear, taste, touch, and feel that trauma and those beliefs, but there's no language for it. There's no thought or organization to it. And that thought, language, and organization is in the front brain. Think of like your forehead and like the crown of your head. That is your prefrontal cortex. And this is where we spend a lot of time doing things like cognitive behavioral therapy or talk therapy, where we try to talk ourselves into a new reality. And we try to talk ourselves out of trauma and talk ourselves out of a bad relationship or talk ourselves to death 
It's where you get stuck on the hamster wheel. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where your mind just goes around and around and around. That's in the prefrontal cortex. This is not where the problem is. The problem is in your subcortical brain. And brain spotting is an incredible tool that we can use to help reprocess and release negative beliefs, wounds, trauma that is stored and stuck and affecting you in a sensory way. A lot of times it's outside your subcon it's outside of your conscious. So subconscious happening, but it's happening all the time and it's impacting you. If you have issues with instituting new habits, or if you have addictive behaviors, if you have PTSD, if you have negative beliefs that you just can't seem to change, if you are a a chronic dieter, if you have chronic pain, if you have acute pain, if you have persistent pain, all of these are senses that your body's saying, hey, there is something here that needs to be reprocessed and released because it ain't serving. It ain't serving. And I'm not kidding you, friend. I sit with people day after day doing brain spotting and I'm watching them heal. I am watching them overcome anxiety, not manage their anxiety, not deal with their anxiety, but literally Getting rid of anxiety, getting rid of stress, fear, negative self-image, negative body image, childhood trauma, making connections and getting clarity like crazy. Session after session after session. I had a session this afternoon where my client said, it is every single time we meet, it blows my mind. I'm like, you and me both. It's amazing. So if you're interested in learning about brain spotting, you can go to my website, captivatinglyconfident.com backslash brain spotting, one word, and learn all about it. If you really want to talk to me about it and say, this sounds like something I need, then schedule, you can go to the website and schedule a free 30-minute call and we will chat and make sure that that is your next step. Number two. There is nothing more powerful than meditation and visualization. If you are not meditating, I can't recommend it enough. You don't need an app. You don't need it to be guided. You can do what Glennon Doyle talks about in her book, Untamed. You can literally go into your closet by yourself. Start with two minutes and just sit with yourself for two minutes. No phone, no music, no book, no nothing. And just notice your thoughts. Just notice them. You don't have to do anything with them. You don't have to judge them. You don't have to change them. You don't have to get rid of them. You literally can just notice. And as you do that, you'll become better and better at quieting your mind. And as you do that, then you can start to do visualization where you bring the present And you bring your desires and you marry the two. And you can start to embody what it feels like to have what you desire. And again, remember, if there's no embodiment, if there's no feeling, there's work to be done. There's stuff in your subcortical brain that needs to be cleared. 
whether it's negative beliefs, trauma, wounds, you name it. But start with two minutes and just notice your thoughts. Don't judge. Don't try to get rid of them. Just be with yourself and gradually increase it. Two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. And work your way up to a consistent practice of just being with your thoughts. And as you do that, it's amazing how you can be conscious and living your life and still be in that meditative space. Granted, that takes a lot of work. I'm not there yet. But man, am I working on it because I've seen the fruits of doing it. And I love having that inner peace of knowing what step is the next one to take. So, number one, schedule a clarity call or a discovery call with me and let's chat about what your next best step is. Or two, start spending time alone. Two minutes. You could even be on the toilet for two minutes and do this. (laughs) It doesn't have to be fancy. You don't need a pillow and crystals and sage and Palo Santo and essential oils. You don't need all of that. Like it enhances the experience, but literally you just need you in two minutes. So when you pick up your phone next time to scroll, just set it down and just even notice, what am I thinking right now? What am I feeling right now? Oh, so good. So much goodness. I hope that that was helpful for you. And if you have questions, comments, feedback, if you think I'm off my rocker, I want to hear from you because I miss you and I have been thinking of you. You have not been far from my mind. And the best way to reach me is my email, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. If that's too much to spell, I totally get it. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook as well. I just want to hear from you. And I answer every single email and message to the best of my ability. Sometimes my pregnancy brain takes over. If I miss it, send it again. Because I want to hear from you and I want to engage with you. Because that just fills me up. It does. If you have suggestions for the show, if there are topics that you want me to cover and talk about, I would love that feedback. That always gets me really excited when listeners suggest different topics. So, okay, my friend, let us close with a little baby benediction of grace. May you go forth into the rest of your day feeling content, feeling hopeful, feeling joyful, feeling confident, secure, knowing that you have your own back. May you have the courage to be you bravely. I'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. 
Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.